You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Have your Bible. Take it out. If you use your phone, you can go. You take it out. Thank you to all the worship band. Why don't we give them a clap? You guys can chill. Mark chapter 3. It's on the right-hand side of the Bible. Um, everybody heard of Kevin Hart, the, the comedian, entertainer? Super funny guy. Uh, some years back, he was struggling to make it in Hollywood, and he kept calling his mama and going, Mama, I need you to send me money for rent. I'm way behind. She goes, well, have you read the Word, the Bible? Mama, I don't got time to read the Bible. I'm trying to make it as a comedian. And so he would call every month and getting further and further behind. He was really struggling. He goes, Mom, just hook me up. She goes, have you got into the Word? She says, Mama, I don't got time to get in the Word. I'm trying to get my groove on, trying to get, you know, dates to be able to do my comedy and all that kind of stuff. And so finally, six months had gone by. He was about to become evicted. He called his mom all desperate. He was really irritated. He goes, Mom, please send me some money. She was a big Bible person, always in the Bible. She goes, have you read your Word, Kevin? Have you got in the Word? You know there's life in the Word. He goes, Mama, I don't got time. Well, we ain't having a conversation till you get in the Word. Fine, Mama, I'll get into the Word. So he goes and opens up his Bible, and there in his Bible was seven rent months of rent checks that his mom had provided, and she hid in the Word. How many know sometimes you got to open up the Word if you're ever going to touch the provision? Come on, you ain't going to build your life on pop psychology. You got to build it on the Word. See, y'all like that. That was good, huh? Mark chapter 3, and we'll do uh, verse 1. And he entered again in the synagogue, and there was a man that was there that had a withered hand. Someone say a withered hand. They watched him to see if he would heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him. And he said to the man that had the withered hand, stand up. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save and heal life or to destroy it? But they held their peace, or in the Greek, they shut up. It's amazing how when Jesus talks, how people that were all critical can shut their mouth. And when he looked around at them, Jesus looked at them with anger. Hmm, Interesting. Being grieved by the hardness of their heart. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Touch the person and say, stretch out your hand. And he did so. He stretched it out. And his hand became as whole as the other one. And the Pharisees, I like to call them the wouldn't sees and couldn't sees. Come on, somebody. They had so much religion, they couldn't see Jesus in front of him. The Pharisees went uh, right away and they took counsel with the Herodians how they might destroy Jesus. But Jesus withdrew him. So, Father, I thank you for your word. In the next couple of minutes, I thank you for what you're going to do. You're going to speak and confirm your word with signs and wonders. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone say amen. amen. So what's interesting is you have a guy, and he's in church, and he's in a setback. A setback, according to Webster's, is a defeat, a reversal, a return to a lower frequency. Come on, somebody. You used to be slim. Now you need a gym. Come on, somebody. Used to go fast in life, and now, man, life is slow. Used to have a lot of energy, and now you're struggling to breathe. Come on, somebody. They can happen physically, emotionally, relationally. They can happen because of your bad choices. You reap what you sow. Come on. A lot of times we like to blame the devil why we're not further along. Well, usually it's our lack of our commitment or our bad choices. The good news is one bad choice could put you in a bad spot, but a good new choice can put you in a good spot. Because you're never overcome by evil, you can overcome evil with good. It can happen because of spiritual warfare. And if you haven't become aware of that in the last 16 months, I don't know what's going to make you aware. How many know you battle not against humans, but against bad spirits that are sent to destroy your family? Come on. There is an evil blueprint or a schematic plan. The enemy's watched you for a long time. He needs your agreement to bring that to pass. Sometimes things happen because the enemy just fights you. But other times they happen because they're unexpected circumstances. You live in a fallen world. You know what I mean? Someone runs a red light. Bam, they hit you. Come on, somebody, you go home, and then they ain't there no more, and they decided to move out. When you have a setback, you can sit in it, 
you can settle in it or you can stretch out of it. Come on. Many of us had relatives that got accustomed to sitting in it. Come on. And they used it as a place of pity. I've learned in life you can't be pitiful and powerful. If you want to be powerful on the planet and want God's blessing, come on. You can't make an idol of yourself and what you've gone through. Self-pity focuses on you and what has not worked out, and you have a reference point that someone's life is better, therefore you're bitter and bothered. Come on, somebody. If you feel you need a pity party, schedule it. Every Saturday, give yourself 10 minutes where you can gripe and complain for 10 minutes about how, life, how bad life is. Then shut your pie hole. Why? Because the scripture says you will eat your words and life and death are in the power of your tongue. And James 3 says your words are creating the nature and the quality of your life. You will never rise higher than the level of your confession. Your faith will never eclipse the level of your confession. God's looking for people to confess what's right even when there's a lot of wrong. They sit in it. They Come on, they, they sit, they stew. Do you have relatives like that? Come on, they've been divorced like 14 years. They come to holidays and they want to talk about what happened 14 years ago. They're stuck on the History Channel. They never got into the Discovery Channel. Come on. They're stuck in their then when they're living in their now. Come on. They're missing their moment of life. They got rooted in there then. It's a six-cycle carousel where you blame and complain. Maybe you're there. Come on. Sometimes life's unfair, especially if it happened to you, not by you. And you want there to be justice. Come on, somebody. Come on, because it hurts on the inside. You're in a spot because somebody did something to you. When somebody the first time, many years ago, a gentleman had all my money. He blew out his brains. I could not find all my freaking money. I wanted to blame, but I've learned something. Blaming brings bondage, and you only complain about things you could do something about, but you've chosen not to, and you've actually isolated yourself from God because you're praising what you lost rather than what you have left. And any miracle God does in your life is never in what you lost. It's always in what you have left. That's why Jesus in the book of Revelation chapter 3 says, strengthen what you still got in what's in your hand. The enemy's worked hard to get you to focus on what's lost and what's missing in your life. If you focus on what you lost and what you lack and what's missing, you're going to feel like you're missing. I know a lot of people that their self has gone missing. We should go look for you on the back of a milk carton. Come on, smile. Even if you got three teeth, try it. Come on, as a kid, you had energy, you had pop. You were splashing in puddles, not walking around them trying to be all cool. Chasing the ice cream truck and you had no money by faith, you were gonna get a big stick. You had Cheetos in your hair. Come on, somebody. You was funky chocolate down the side of your face. You didn't care about being cool. You didn't have no internet to pose for. Come on, to live in a cosmetic world because you, you didn't know how to lose your authenticity yet. You want a cosmetic rather than authentic. Oh my gosh, I just want another like. I'll sell out for it. What do I need to do? Can I crop this? Can I suck this? Can I do that? Can I make it? Oh, my gosh, just love me. We're living in a culture where people are chasing celebrity because they don't know they're celebrated. Their setbacks have blinded them, watch, from understanding how much God still is into them. Therefore, they're chasing a counterfeit in celebrity. Like me for what I do, but don't love me for who I am. This is good. Come on, y'all. Can I just do it real quick? I only got so much time tonight, but can I just help somebody real quick? Most of you would help yourself so much in your life, because I know this is true about my own life. When you focus so hard, in the, especially in the Christian world, we focus on how much I can love God. We're trying to get you to focus on how much you love God. I don't know about you. My love for God is a little bit like a yo-yo. Come on, some days I'm moody. Not very often I have two days a month. Come on, somebody, I'm entitled. I got 48 hours where I could be a little funky, okay, a little jet lag, whatever the heck you want to call it. 
But the challenge that you could really turn around for your family, if you started focusing on how much God loves you rather than how much you love God, you would have so much more peace. You would have so much more hope. You would have so much more strength. You would have so much more joy. And you would have so much more vision that the future does not depend upon the past. You're a product of the past. But thank you, Jesus, because of the blood, you don't got to be a prisoner of it. If you believe that kind of thing, give a Lord a clap and a shout tonight. Hey! Oh, this is good. There was a man, he got caught in a physical setback. It was withered, all the life energy, all the power had shrunk out to the nerves and the tissue. Why do we say that? Because there's people in here, you're about, you feel like you're going to have a nervous breakdown. You got hit with life, either from an accident or an incident. Come on, somebody. And you find yourself in a setback far removed from where you thought you would be. You didn't plan on being having to, am I going to have to remarry one day? Because you, you thought you were going to live in a, in a relationship where dreams came true. I'm going to have to like, try to finally buy a home and you're in your 50s. Come on, somebody. You never thought that. You didn't have that. No one was dreaming of being, come on, working at minimum wage when you're 15. Your dreams were, come on, energy of progress. You were going to go to the moon. You were going to become a president. You were going to do something big, run a company. You were going to be a professional athlete. No one dreamed about being divorced three times. But what happens when the dream dissipates, the power leaks, come on, your heart becomes sick. But your heart is where you dream. Your heart is where you love. Your heart is where you lead. And if your heart is sick, Watch, if your heart is sick, the power goes, watch, you create excuses for why you are where you are, and excuses don't excuse you, they just accuse you, abuse you, and lose you. That's worth your gas money, that was really good. Why? Because excuses are decisions to suffer. They're BS, they're belief systems, that you've decided not to change anything yet. This man is sitting in church. I don't know how long he'd sat there, how many days he'd come. But Jesus went hunting. It was Sunday. I think Jesus woke up on Sundays. I'm just going to go mess with the Pharisees. <laughs> Why? Because he had unconditional, unrelenting mercy and love. Oh, come on, somebody. I just want to see if I can make him mad by healing somebody today. It's amazing when you get on fire for God and you want to serve and make other people's lives better, the enemy will see people that will become all critical toward you. Watch. So Jesus shows up, and he says in beelines for the man, and he says something. He goes, I need you to stand up again. Man, now he's got choices. How many know your choice can create the challenge, but your choice can get you out of the challenge? The Bible says, I set before you life, death, blessing, cursing. Please choose life. The prodigal one choice, put him in a bad spot. A new choice, put him in a good spot. Your decisions, not your conditions, they determine your destiny. What does that mean? You're not a helpless victim. He had a choice to cooperate with God's comeback plan. But to do so, he had to stand up again. He had to find his footing again. I want to challenge you. I think there's many people in this room that you've lost your voice. Over the last 16 months, your shout became a whisper. How are you? I'm fine. How's your life? I'm fine. How's my relationships? I'm fine. I'm fine. That four-letter F word, fine, keeps messing up your life more than any other F word. It doesn't hurt bad enough for you to do something about it, and it's not great enough for you to do anything but celebrate it, so the enemy loves that you're just fine. You're in the middle of the road. Anything gets hit in the cot in the middle of the road eventually gets hit and run over. This is really good right now. Watch. I got three more minutes of speaking. I'm just going to pray for people. You cool with that? Jesus, I need you to stand. I want you to think about what do I need to stand for at this time of my life? The enemy wants you to sit in it, settle in it. Nurse it, curse it, and rehearse it. But God says, I want you to stand. Jesus didn't come over to him and blow on him. He didn't say, let's take communion. He didn't say, hey, let's sing a praise song. He didn't say, let me lay my hands on you. He didn't say, let me anoint you with oil. He says, I want you to take a stand. 
But it wasn't easy because he had critics in that whole area that were waiting to see what Jesus was going to do. Sometimes you're going to have to stand up and don't go, by, go past the opinions and the limitations of your own limits and the opinions of other people and decide to take a stand. The other day, I was speaking at the Central Campus. I got done, the third service, I was done, and they brought me in the back and they said, some woman came to see you speak. She's been blind for two years, not left her bedroom, right, babe? Jane, for two years. Cancer, she had braces, she was, had a walker. She was sitting there, there was about 13 of us in the back, and she goes, man, when you were speaking, I, I felt like I wanted to stand to hope again. And she was like, I felt like love coming out of you. I felt like it was real. Like, and I, I felt that she was, I don't even go to church. She had her new age friend going, you with mystical. <laughs> and then she had a Christian friend who brought her to awake, and come on, and every other word was the F word. Come on, somebody. It's a true story. Perfect Jesus moment. And I go, are you okay with standing up? She goes, I don't just do that. I go, well, you trust me? I'll hold you. I won't let anything bad happen to you. I go, I need you to take a stand because when you take a step or when you take a stand, then God will do something you won't do, that you can't do. She goes, okay, I'm willing to stand. She stands up and we're holding her. She's shaky. She was a little bit, had to kind of talk her into it. Come on. It's amazing when God tries to talk you into something, how quickly you try to talk him out. God gives you an invitation, you give him your limitation. He gives you your assignment, you give him your assessment. He gives you a calling, you give him your critique. Come on, somebody. He takes shaky people and gives them sturdy projects. He knows your frame. He knows you got weakness. He knows you struggle with jealousy. He knows some of you got gossip on you. He knows some of you struggle with fear and panic. He knows some of you got a diagnosis. He knows some of you mess with perverted thought, and he's still not intimidated. His grace is big enough. His grace is big enough. If you'll stop talking yourself out of it and finally stand up, you'll find strength on the inside of you. Choose this day who you will serve. Slap the person next to you. Say, he's on. He's on. Come on. Someone's shoulder just got healed, too. I can feel that. Someone's left shoulder just got healed. Right shoulder. Whatever that was. Someone's shoulder just got healed. Um, stand. This woman stood. And she goes, I'm nervous. What do I do? It's all shaky. When you go to stand back up for your life and your future, come on. It might not feel like you've got a firm footing. But watch, he's able to keep you if you'll make the decision. The word decision comes from the word incision. It's a medical term, to cut away. When you decide to commit to an outcome rather than wishful thinking, our challenge in the church is not that you have, don't have a wishbone. It's that we don't have enough backbone. At some point, I got to get enough of resolve, like Daniel said. Daniel 1.8, I am determined that for me, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to stand for something. Put me in there with a bunch of lions, I ain't bowing. Throw me in there with a bunch of fire, I ain't cowering. I'm going to stand for something. Because it's not going to be what your boss says, what your nino says, what your auntie says, what your nana says. At the end of your day, it's going to be what God says about you. And if you haven't stood before, why not stand up on the inside again? At some point, I got to take a stand. You might be the one that breaks alcoholism off your family when you stand. You might be the one that breaks mental illness off your family when you say, oh, hell no, devil. Get off my mind. Get off my body. I am the property of Almighty God. Bought by the blood of the Lamb. I submit to Jesus. I got the Holy Ghost inside me. I don't got a spirit of a dead man. I'm not on the recyclable Buddha tour. Come on. I got a spirit of Jesus regenerated. Talking about the human spirit. I just did a Tony Robbins event over the weekend. Oh my gosh, we're going higher and higher and higher by a human emotion. That's cool, but it only has so much height. You got to stand up in your spirit. I want to say this because your feelings will rival you. I don't want to stand up because I feel this. I feel this. Don't take counsel from feelings that are so fickle. Elijah said to the people, how long will you halt between two opinions? You could feel happy, angry, horny, elated, bothered, bitter, all in about two minutes. That's how you're going to build your life on your emotion? 
The Spirit of God gives you self-control so you don't got to live by how you feel, but how you decide. Decisions are the form that faith works in. I'm going to try to help somebody. When you stand, I'm going to stand for purity. I'm going to stand for health of my family. I'm going to stand for something that's right. I'm going to stand for integrity, even if my other people didn't do it. Maybe you didn't even do it last week, but from now on, I'm going to be an integrous person. I'm going to stand for serving people. I'm going to stand for something. He stood, and then Jesus said, hey, I want you to step. I want you to step. It's interesting that God has a strategy. When you have the right recipe, you can lose the weight for good. When you got the right recipe, you can grow your hair back. I have not got that one yet. Come on, somebody. When you got the right strategy, come on. It would be foolish to run east looking for a sunset. That's why I love being in the house of God because we get God's strategies. When I listen to Pastor Michael or Lisa, I get God's strategies that the Bible says, Isaiah 48, 17, they teach me how to profit. They give me the successful advantage. His strategy was walk. All he had was a word. He didn't cure him. Jesus said walk. Steps aren't sexy. They're not exciting. They're not like, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to take steps. But how many know steps are one foot in front of the other? It's putting one foot in front of the other. It's walking. You walk by faith, not by sight. That woman that was standing there that was blind, she could not see, pitch black blind, in that back room, I, I sat there and I held her up. She goes, I'll take the stand. And I started said, Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, I ask that you'd open her eyes with your love. That's all I prayed. I sat there with my eyes. True story, whether you believe it or not, happened in front of 13 people. My daughter was sitting there right there and watched the whole flipping thing. The whole thing. All of a sudden, her eyes started flickering completely started flickering, and those freaking eyes, they popped completely open in front of her. She goes, I can see, 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 I can see. True story. Watch. Watch, 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 I got to come in. Watch. Watch. Then I go, but you got braces. She started reading things in the room. She goes, I've not been able to see for two years. She's not a Christian at this point. This wasn't trick. We're not trying to, like, pay her behind the scenes or Come on, this ain't like that. This is real, live, just raw. Miracles are messy. Miracles are a process that you work that God sped up. Don't despise the process. Some of you are, it's just walking to church today. I worked hard all day, but you had a choice. Could I lift my hands or sit there and be bothered that I had to come to church? Some of you, come on, I don't want to pay my tithe, but God's word said he'll rebuke the devourer, the seed eater, open the window. So I'm just walking and taking steps. Don't underestimate your steps because at some point, at some point, you'll reap if you don't quit taking steps. He will speed up the process. A miracle is not a miracle to God. It's just you taking steps in the process of doing his word. He never blesses what you won't do. He just doesn't bless what you confess. He blesses what you do. If you work it, come on, somebody. Faith needs some evidence. It needs some demonstration. He didn't say, Noah, pray me a boat. Noah, come on, confess me a boat. Noah, do an offering for my boat. Come on, somebody. He said, Noah, flip and build me a boat. Come on, you got to work it. You got to work it. I'm not singing the rest of that song because it's not worth it. Let me see you work, 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 work. Come on. So that lady that was standing right there, her eyes truly came open. She's freaking out. And I go, let's go after the whole thing. I threw out her, threw her walker. Because sometimes you got to discard some things if you're going to start to take new steps. True story. She goes, I can't do that. I said, why don't we give it a shot? You never know until you take, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always done. Your similarity to what you do creates comfort, but doing different can create your rewards. At some point, you got to be willing to take a different step. Watch. I go, come on, take a step. I don't know how it's going to work out. She tried to talk herself out of it. Then she took a step, and it was all jerky. Me and John, uh, Pastor John at the other campus was that holding her. Then another step, and it was all jerky, and she was all over. Then it was a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And then before you know it, she started walking around the whole entire room.
I got to go fast. Watch. Someone say stand. Say it like you got juice. Say stand. Slap the person next to you. Say stand. Okay, somebody say step. Come on. Step. I don't know what step God needs you to take tonight. Nobody can step for you. You got to step. I can't step for you. You got to say, God, what's the next step I'm supposed to take? Maybe that's going and showing love to somebody that don't deserve it. Come on. Maybe that's saying I forgive you. Maybe that's saying I love you. Maybe that's saying we can reconcile things. Maybe that's just saying find me a place to serve somebody. Because if you want to become great in this kingdom, you got to put yourself on the line to become a servant of people. That means you got to be visible and hospitable and show up for people. At some point, you got to say, what's a step I can take? Ooh, come on, watch. And now he says, stretch out. He asked him to do something impossible. Come on. The pessimist in us would go like, I can't do it. I can't. Do you know that you've been told you can't 175,000 plus times by the age from five all the way to 17, but you've only been told you can or yes, less than 5,000? According to Harvard research. So our can't silence our wants. What I can't do you and I internalize. I can't do this. I can't do that because. I can't do this because. Everybody's got a story that if you buy into it will defeat you. Oh, that's the pessimist. But then the idealist says, well, I need a better time. When my kids go off to school, then I'm going to try. When this happens, when I feel like I got the energy, oh, my goodness. When I read the Oprah self-help, and then I'm going to try it and be mindful. And then when I really feel the Holy Spirit, when some are praising, I'm going to forgive. We're always looking for perfect conditions. The Bible says perfect conditions don't come. If I wait to perfect conditions, I'll never sow. I'll never invest. Come on, I'll want a harvest that I didn't sow for. There's a sun, a moon, and the stars. There will be a seed time and a harvest time. And if you ain't planting seeds, don't expect to get much. He who works his land will have an abundance. Watch. Jesus said stretch. Jesus didn't pray for him. Jesus didn't cast the devil out of him. Jesus didn't. And he has all of his enemies, all of the opinions of everybody else. Watch. Everybody's not going to like it when you go to change. The word stretch means to extend beyond your usual and proper limits. This is my usual. This is my usual. This is my usual. I went up to a guy at a camp, a, a church not too long ago I spoke at during the summer, and I walked up to the guy, packed out on the front. He was in a wheelchair. I had no idea about him. I had a word of knowledge about someone's kidney. He lifts his hands. He's in a wheelchair. I walked over to the side, put my hand on him. Young brother, and I go, about 20 years old. I go, you're going to defy the odds. 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 That's it. I went back to speaking and praying for people. That's it. He was like, what the heck happened with that pink guy? Whatever he is. He just ran up to me and just told me I'm going to defy the odds. He had some buddies that came alongside him. I was not paying attention. And they said, did you hear that? God said, you're going to defy the odds. Let's start helping you move. He goes, I can't move. No, no, no. Don't believe that. We're going to help you move. All of a sudden, they started moving his feet. True story. Never felt his feet, never felt his legs, never felt his waist, never felt pants, never felt socks, never felt shoes on his body. But he had a couple people in church, unnamed, unknown heroes that were sitting there going, come on, I'm going to help you step into this miracle. When you come to East Lake, you got some people that are going to help you step in to a miracle. Come on, somebody. You're going to give the Lord a clap and a shout if you feel this. Come on, last 30 seconds, watch. Last 30 seconds, I got, all of a sudden, all of a sudden he felt tingling in his middle toe. Never felt anything. Pain started shooting up. When you go to stretch, it's not comfortable. The theologian says it can't happen. The therapist says it will hurt when you stretch for the very first time, which it will. Come on, but for you to get rid of the pain of the past, you're going to have to stretch over it in the future. And you're going to have to stretch. Come on, somebody. If you want your future, you're going to have to stretch. You're going to have to become more skilled. I was a Jay-Z's manager the other day. We're having lunch in the middle of Miami, and we're sitting there. She's going, i got to become more skilled because if I want to have more influence, i got to become more skilled. I've done Alicia Keys, and I, I did John Legend, and I did these things, and this is what I did good. But she says, that doesn't prepare me for where I'm about to go. She says, I feel God calling me to stretch. 
Dave Chappelle, when everybody told him you're not funny, went to New York and to a park every day and told people jokes. He said, all I needed to do was I had to practice stretching. Come on, this is good. You know this is good. Watch. God will give you the sight to a comeback. He'll give you the right to a comeback. He'll give you the might, but the question is, do you got the fight? That young man in that wheelchair, they started moving his feet. One toe, two toes, three toes, one knee, one ankle. For the first time in that young man's life, 20, 22 years old, somewhere in there, my young, bro- young brother, he felt his legs all the way up. He started feeling for the very first time. Why do I say that? Because many of you, you're going to take a step tonight toward God. Many of you, like the One Republic song, you're about to feel again. God's going to let you feel innocence again. He's going to let you feel love back in your soul again. Come on, somebody. You're about to feel love and life and energy, health and vitality. You're about to feel the presence of God again. If you feel that, just lift your hands right now. Say, Jesus. So say, say, serious. Say, Jesus, I want to stretch. I'm going to stretch toward you. feel him just for a minute. Just feel his presence. Lord, I thank you for making things up to people. I thank you for miracles happening for people in their bodies. We command sickness and infirmity and pain, depression to lift off people tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Father, people that's hearts are hurting, that they would find hope again because you've never thought a bad thought about them. But I thank you that their future is better than their past. I thank you that you rebuke their past with the precious blood of Jesus that cleanses them. And you give people a brand new state today, a brand new start today, a brand new step today. I thank you that things that tripped them up in the past, things that withered them, disappointments and fear and insecurity and low self-esteem. I thank you today, tonight, that just as you did 2,000 years ago, you restored power into a man that had become withered. I thank you tonight you're restoring power back in areas of our life that have become withered. Lord, I thank you tonight for it in the name of Jesus. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Jesus. Say it like you really mean it. Say, Jesus, restore power to my life. Cleanse me with your blood and fill me with your spirit. I belong to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Who's got pain in your body real quick? I'm four minutes over. Can I take one more minute? Okay. Who's got pain? I will get to her. Yes, ma'am. I see that on you. Go ahead. Yes. What do you need? What do you need help with? Pain in your knees? Okay, bone on bone. I'm going to ask God to create the cartilage and the tissue necessary. I was with a guy in the NFL named Robert Griffin III. You guys know him as RJ, RG3. He lost all feeling in his legs when he tore his ACL. He could not walk. They said his NFL career was done. We went and met up in Arizona at the game. And afterwards, my friend Deshaun Jackson introduced me to him. And he goes, hey, let him pray for you. And he goes, for real? And he goes, yeah. I go, I'm going to say a little prayer, and Jesus is going to help you. He goes, okay, we'll see. I said, Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, then I help my friend Robert. And the power of God went into his body. And he goes, what the heck was that? I go, that was real, huh? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I go, watch what happens. God's going to give you back your career. He's going to give you back feeling and mobility in your legs. He's going to restore it. And they're going to say on ESPN in the next couple of weeks, a miracle's happened. The same thing I say to you, a miracle's happened. God's going to create the cartilage and the tissue because that can be very painful when bone rubs on bone, whether it's in the back or whether it's in the knees. Can you stand up for me? Jesus, come on, Jesus is on. You say, what if it doesn't work? What if he looks stupid? No, no, we're about the Jesus style, remember? Everywhere Jesus went, he just went about doing good and healing people. The pressure's not on me. The pressure's on him. All I'm doing is stepping out on what he said. I'm just trying to be a doer. Healing happens instant. It happens gradually. Let's just keep taking shots. Well, what if it doesn't work? I, just, I want what he says about my life to come to pass, not everybody else. One day they praise you, the next day they bash you. Jesus, I thank you. Real soft, behind me, soft, 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 soft on the drums. Soft, 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 sorry about that. 
me feel my moment. Jesus, I thank you for your healing presence flow into her body right now. Lord, let your creative healing presence flow into her knees, flow into her joints, unlock her hips, unlock her movement. I pray that all the arthritic problems would go, and Lord, she would find new vitality and vigor and energy in her life. I thank you for how much you love her, and I thank you love does the best for her this day in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to lift up your knees. Come with me. Walk out here for a minute. I want you to help me. I love doing this. Why not? Normally, you wear a brace and you did it? Of course you did it because you're a Jesus girl. You got rich faith, too, and your whole family looks up at you. Watch, too. The arches of your feet are going to get better, especially the left one. Your blood's going to circulate better. We did this at Suge Knight's house. Come on, somebody. Pamela Anderson got healed this way. Robert Downey Jr. got healed this way. I'm just giving you people that you know because this is the real deal. Jesus can heal anything. That's why they call him God. Come on. We don't advertise Buddha. We don't advertise anybody else. One man split time. One man rose from the dead. His name's Jesus. He's alive. There's salvation and healing and nobody else. How does that feel? Pick them up a little bit. Come on, I want to move with me a little bit. It doesn't actually hurt. It's free health care. Did they tell you about that? Come on, for real. Let's go, girl. Come on. I got to get you ready. <laughs> hey, isn't that awesome? Isn't that cool? What's the difference? I haven't ran or moved like that in a long time. How long? It's been like two years since I've had this going on. Two years. God loves you, and God is always good, and his love will always do the best. Why don't we give a Jesus a clap, a shout, an honor? Come on. Why don't we give the Lord a clap and a shout? That's awesome. Come on. That's awesome. There's somebody here, you're facing a really bad situation financially where you're at the point where you've even thought like, man, I'm going under. You're not a bad person. You did a lot of good stuff. You just fell under tough times. Lift your hand wherever you are. God could turn this around. You and somebody else. There's a couple people. You? No, you stand, yeah, stand up. Stand up. Okay, watch. Let's believe you. Stay right where you are. Stay right where you are. Just lift your hands. Everybody stretch your hands toward them. Come on. Come on, he's, the Bible says he's a God that makes a way where there is no way. He's a way, God of, makes a way of escape. He's able. God's able. Come on, God's able. He's the great I am. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for turning things around. I thank you for redeeming time and opportunity. I thank you the Lord's was shedding shame off your life. People wanted to shame you, and the enemies wanted to shame you who you are in your eyes for past things. But Jesus says today, I buried it in my blood. It doesn't get talked about. We don't gossip about you in heaven. You are forgiven in heaven. That you are redeemed by the blood of I shed, Jesus says, for you. And I am making things new to you on the inside. For I'm even healing things that have been punctured and and things that have been disrupted in your life. I'm restoring your soul, says the Lord. Watch what I do these next four months, for I'm about to give you back a celebrated life where people thought, ah, he had his moment, and then it didn't work. Watch as I reintroduce you, and I repackage you, and re-strengthen you as I restore things in your life, for I'm about to put you on a path that you will see as one of peace, but one of incredible influence, and I'll redeem things even before your family's eyes over the next six months, and they'll say, surely he's had an encounter with a living God. For hope's about to fill your soul, and peace is about to hit your mind, for things are shifting in your life this night. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Okay, how am I, Mike? Somebody's ankle. Ankle, ankle, like an ankle or foot, ankle or foot. You? What happened? ankle hurt all day long okay can you stand up come here come real quickly come real quickly Whew. close your eyes Jesus if you're anywhere around the neighborhood still help her 
Jesus, I thank you. Let your healing presence flow into her body. Remove all that pain in her ankle. Untie it, unlock it. I thank you for being so good and so gracious. I thank you for all the pain and inflammation and swelling going down and touching that inner tendon. I see that tendon that's bruised. You're going to feel a warmth go through that area. Boom, right now. But release, I pray, healing all through that area. And I thank you, Jesus. You're bringing strength back into her body. Amen, amen. Walk, let's move, watch, look for healing. Look for healing. What does that feel like? What? What's the difference? It feels fine. Was there pain before? Yes. Where's the pain at now? Nowhere. For real? Am I paying you money? No. Is this truthful? Who's healing you? Yeah, who's healing you? God. Who's healing you? That's right. Why don't we give the Lord a clap and a shout? Isn't that cool? Free health care. I'm going to pray for you in a second. I like you. You just lifted your hands. You're cool. You're, you're next to my friend right there. What do you want to order off the menu? I'm taking orders. For your marriage. Hey, if anybody needs a relational marriage, just a relational miracle of God to turn the tide in something, doesn't mean, come on. Come on. If, if you need that, just lift your hand. There's no shame in it. Come on. We're all going through life. Life's not easy. Come on. I love it. And as this point of contact, Lord, I pray you'd restore relationships in here. I pray that the spirit of conflict would be broken and a spirit of new creation would come into relationships. I pray the lens of love would drive out the lens of criticism, judgment, and false expectation. And I pray that we would engage with love. I pray that we would choose love. I pray that love would fill our mates, our spouses, our families, homes, our hearts towards each other. I pray that, Lord, we'd want to serve and improve and give to each other. And I pray every spirit of strife and division would be broken over our families. I pray every spirit of strife, that's what the Word of God calls it. It's a demonic spirit that wants to divide us. And I pray that it would be bound and broken over marriages today. And that love and new joy and new passion and new intimacy and new connection and new communication would be released and you would make all things new tonight. Lord, for every person has their hand up, let a new beginning be released, I pray, in Jesus' name. If you believe you got that, receive it, give the Lord a clap. I'm going to pray for you. What's your name? You're beautiful. I saw you moving your body earlier. You were moving in there. You Were you looking to start moving your body in areas that you weren't moving? Yeah. It's a pressure relief to stand. Every third day. Okay, what are we believing for? Come on, I like you. You got energy. You got faith. Come on. Come on. God didn't bring you this far to let you down. You have a bullet in your back, okay? Okay. They told you never walk in. You want to help me stand her up? Let's go. Yeah, every, yeah okay, I, I, got, I, got, I got a couple. We got her. There and they're going to take care of you. Aren't you scared? Like, what if it doesn't work? Jesus is love. Why would it work? Not work. Some get healed instantly. Some get healed gradually. God's the healer. He said, we our hands laid on hurting people. They get well. And, yeah. He said you would never walk. You started moving your toes. Okay. Yeah, you're regenerating your nerves. Okay, so watch. We don't got to try to convince God to go big. He was big before you ever prayed. Check out his resume, www.jehovah. It's awesome. So what? Let's just join God in a life bigger than the one that we have. And miracles in motion. Let's just follow the motion of a miracle. If you believe John 3, 16, you got to believe Mark 16, 17 through 20. Our hands laid on hurting people, they will get well. Not they might, not if you can convince me, not if you give a big enough offering, not if you pray for four hours a day. No, our little faith in an incredibly big, powerful, loving Father. Come on. How many can still use their faith in this? Okay. Okay. I just want a couple of people to help me, a couple of guys to help me. What a comeback story. I love her. I love it. Oh, what's your name, first of all? 
faith. Oh, of course it is. Okay, they're going to hold you. Just close your eyes. I'm just going to pray. Katrina, can you come with me, love? This is my wife. Good to meet you, Faith. She's... My wife died on an operating bed and right in front of my eyes, and she came back. They stopped her heart for four hours on another surgery, and they said she would not make it, and she did. Then they said we could not have a child, and then so we decided to. Come on. Watch, I'm saying this sexually assaulted and verb and actually messed up by a pastor in another country fought for sanity in her brain they said she wouldn't come back and then jesus appeared to her and said it's not what happened to you watch it's not what happened to you that's going to determine your future it's what's going to happen in you and jesus said though it happened to your body it's not they didn't touch the real you i'm saying that because i want to say the same message as he did it for my wife he's going to do it for you and you're going to regain full motion, full mobility. you got a great life. And you're, this is a comeback story. Come on. You're right here where people have, isn't this cool? Watch. Okay, so everybody stretch your hands towards her. This is going to be a good. And then we're going to do baptisms. Come on. Lord, we thank you that a miracle is in motion over face life. Jesus, I thank you there. You know, your healing presence is flowing through her body. You're going to feel that in your nerve endings right there. Your healing presence flowed through her mortal body. I command strength and life in her limbs. I pray you would dissolve that bullet in her spine. Supernaturally, a creative healing miracle. Dissolve that bullet in her spine. I ask you to do that. In every place she's known to shame and dishonor, because of this, you would restore her name. You would give her back a place of celebration. And I thank you for restoring health under her, mobility under her. Her best days are in front of her father. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. There it is. Watch. Boom. I felt that. You feel that warmth in you? You feel that? Faith? You feel, huh? Is that true? Okay. So can you, are you open to trying to take steps if we hold on to you? I like to go all the way out if you're open to it. I won't let nothing happen to you. And, if, and they'll help you all the way. You don't have to do it for anybody else. You just do it if, if, you, if you want. If you'd like to do it, take a step. And if not, it's working. You're fine just where you are. There's no pressure, no stress. Jesus, I thank you for bringing total restoration into face body, making things up to her. And I thank you for taking the sting out of memories. Those memories that haunt her. I cancel your assignment. I cancel your plans, Satan. I cancel your plans over her life. 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 In Jesus, I thank you for a celebrated future. In Jesus' name. Okay, you want to move your feet or toes, whatever you can do? A little bit. What do you feel? Do you feel energy in your legs? I love it. I just, I go for it. And don't whistle. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Some, oh no, you're good. You're okay. You don't, you're good. You're all right. You're all right. Thank you, God. I love your faith. Think about this. So many people could sit off, sit, settle, and be bitter at what happened to them. And here you are in the year 2021, in the summer, getting up out of a wheelchair saying, I still trust God. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Step by step. Oh, it's going to happen. It's just step by step. And that's okay. What's that, babe? You want to have her sit for a minute and let you move her legs? Yeah, move her legs for a minute. I say that. Just have her sit and just help her move her legs, just like the guy the other night in the, in the Central Campus Church. Put your hand on your body. Put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you, not their head. Put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. And I want you to help my friend Faith, just one or two that she's okay with. Not everyone crowd her. Just, just help her. Watch, she's going to feel, you're going to, full feeling and mobility. Fuse the neurons, I pray, all the way, the neurons. The spinal column, I pray, all the way through. Fuse those neurons. Lord, I pray for healing over every person in this room. Healing over their mind, their soul, their body. Healing over our family and finances. Someone say, God, restore my life. Restore my power. 
restore peace, restore strength, restore favor, restore everything that I've lost. And I want to say this as God, as a guy that speaks on behalf of God, that there's going to be miracles in this valley called El Cajon. That I'm going to raise up this church. Watch what I listen to what I say. I'm going to raise this up and watch what I birth. For I will cause people to come to see what I'm birthing. For there will be miracles in this valley that will come out of this house. For there will be signs that will point to me. And there will be wonders that will astound. For the young kids in schools will begin to hear about Awaken East Campus. And they'll say, Mommy and Daddy, take me to where Jesus is. Take me to where Jesus is. Take me to where the loving people are. Take me to where the miracles are. For watch what the Lord's about to do. For even in this area, and I say this to you tonight, that the Lord had put this in my heart earlier today, that there's about to be a boom in the fall in the first quarter of the year for small businesses. For there's ideas that are on the drawing boards of your mind that God's about to take off the starvation diet. And you're about to feed these things. And you're going to watch them to become assembled. And God's going to to open up avenues of revenue and there is going to be financial loss that's going to be turned around in the next 90 days. Many of you have felt like you're in a halfway house, kind of like our church, but the Spirit of Jesus said to me today, you will not feel like you're in a halfway house for long, for I'm about to bring you into a permanent place where your feet will be strong and you shall prosper, says the Lord, for I have gone ahead of you into this false season and watch as I begin to open doors for you. For yes, I will visit your family in this holiday season and you will see my favor silence the voice of accusation and even the voice of governmental things. For I'm unseating things and I'm about to replant things and do things brand new that this nation has never seen done. For I will have my way. For yes, I'm frustrating the plans of evil. And yes, your children, your children and grandchildren shall have a glorious future for my grace and my spirit that birthed this nation are about to spring forth a restoration and a rallying point in this nation of people that have contacted me the living God for I have heard your prayers and watch as I begin to shut the door of Satan over America watch as I begin to open things over schools where there's outbreaks of my spirit for you'll hear about it in the news and CNN and Fox will not be able to silence it. For I'm about to move upon your children. I'm about to move upon your children. And your sons, your daughters will see my dreams. They will see heavenly vision. And they will prophesy. For I will raise them up. And they will be Samuels. And they will be Solomons. They will have wisdom to build. Wisdom to be integrous. Wisdom to live above the rest. For I've not forgotten you, says the Lord. For I'm about to turn the matter, says the Lord, for I'm turning matters you know not of, even in your family in this hour, and I'm shifting things in your favor. Watch the winds that will come in the fall season, says the Lord. That will be a natural sign that what I'm about to do, I'm clearing away the debris that you've seen the last 18 months, and I'm about to set you in a brand new atmosphere that it won't be like you're shifting, but you'll be in a permanent place of strength and victory, and if you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Come on. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.